Friends, and welcome back to episode number 195 of Final Boss TV. I'm your host, my name is Adam K, aka Bay, and I have returned to you from places far and away. And Hurricane Doria did not stop me for too long, but just what came back from the classic World of Warcraft race to world first in Vegas. So we will talk about a little bit of that classic today on the show in relation to of course the show today being about the retribution paladin only a little bit just a little bit because they only have like three spells in classic anyway so you're just you know you're just kind of standing there for a little while but the show of course would not be here I give a quick shout out of course to my patrons that are supporting the show the stream and everything in between over on the show's patreon page this is going to be last month's little credit card here, but it still remains true enough that if you want to support what I do here directly and, of course, get just more of the show and find out what goes on behind the scenes here. Oh, wait, what is happening with my transitions? Okay, well, that was interesting, but there is more of the show. There is more behind the scenes podcasts. There are the show notes on how it all works out. You can go back in time, back and back and back and back and back and back and back if you want to. So sort of dig into the past if you are into that. But we're currently up to this will be the 65th behind the scenes show right there. But thank you very much for the support for the all over the years, because if the your sport wasn't here, then I wouldn't be still doing this. Thank you very much. Links are, of course, down below on YouTube or right here on Twitch. And to start the show off, I have to give a, a big shout out to those that are now, after all these years, the show is sponsored by Corsair and Elgato. So if you're looking for parts and pieces and bits and bobs for an upcoming PC build or upgrades, or you need that MMO mouse for all those buttons you want to bind in classic World of Warcraft, then you can go check those links down below also. And keep the show rolling forward. Because if any of those those links down below, if you buy things through them directly, then you will support what I do here as well. But that's enough out of me. We have a little bit of a show today that is not conventional. Normally, I bring on repeating guests and then new guests. But I know at least one of these nerds. So, Rin, hello. Welcome to the show. Are you ready to talk about Retribution Paladin today? Hi. Yeah. Always. You guys are probably going to have to tell me to shut up. Oh, well, I mean, that, no, the more you talk, the better it is for me because people don't listen to this show for me. It's for the guests. So by all Fair. means, please. Well, I'll talk about your hair at least after the intro here, right? Is that, is that? <laughs> what is I'm that? good. <laughs> well, not, not the, not, not the trip it is to get to where it is, but where it is now. It's doing things. <laughs> But without any hair, because we can't see him, there's Skeletor. Also, welcome, sir. Hello. Now, how much do you look like either your troll or like the actual cartoon character Skeletor in real life? Well, maybe if we go pre-Skeletor and go to Keldor days a little bit. Oh, did your 
What did your character before look like? No, I meant like actual Skeletor, not my, my character before. Ah, oh, you're pulling like old lore. Is that where you're going with that one? Yeah. Oh, before oh. the before the acid to the face. Mm, okay. So now, because the internet must know, what's your best Skeletor impression? Not a very good one. So I, I think everyone's favorite thing that Skeletor does is obviously that. <laughs> Yeah, it's the yeah. It's kind of like a mobster, even though he's like a medieval fantasy skeleton magician wizard thing. Yep, but I'll accept it. We'll let the YouTube comments uh, rein that in. Do you have? Do you have any like? I, I, do you have emotes that are in the Hammer of Wrath that are He-Man themed, or just your one? Uh, just my one that's from my Twitch channel. I don't, we don't, I don't have that one up actually uploaded to the server, but we just have a bunch of emotes in the server, just random ones. Oh. oh. Especially thanks to Nitro Boosting. We have a lot of stupid emotes now, and it's great. Oh. Nitro Boosting? What's that? <laughs> well, you can boost a server of your choice with your Discord Nitro. If you have enough boost, you unlock extra emote slots. How how does that actually work out for the class discords? Are they automatically like almost all boosted to the the highest tier because there's so many members in the discords? Has that worked out pretty well? Uh, we we pretty much hit level two instantly, and we've maintained level two. Oh, like yeah. we're between like level two and level three, so that's like we have thirty one people boosting the server. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm sure it helps out in some way. It's also the higher quality, and and again, it's probably mostly for the emotes though. It's mostly for the emotes. Definitely. There have been multiple discussions on, like, what emotes to prune in order to, like, get new ones. And none of them are relevant. They're all just, you know, whatever's hip with the kids. <laughs> is, that a, is that a we're old jab, Rin? Or is it as too many? I am. Oh. I don't get it. I have to ask them to explain the memes, so. And according to Jari, I'm, like, 89 years old, so. I feel that way sometimes. Oh, I'm with you on that one. So I'll go back to you right here on this one then, Rin. Uh, what do you dabble in when it comes to the world of Warcraft? How long have you been part of said dabbling? And who the heck are you? Why should the internet know who you are and what your face does on the internet? Um. Well, I started playing in 2009 and then... I guess stumbled my way into like a serious raiding guild. Um, eventually ended up writing a guide for Wowhead back when they barely had guides. It was like, you know, I think I finished the whole thing top to bottom in an hour and a half. <laughs> um, and that was in 2014, actually. And so I've been playing Rent for 10 years. <laughs> and tried to get active in the community like as soon as I could and I don't know mostly I lurk and write the guide and I don't know <laughs> that's fair well how how has the guide writing process actually evolved over those years because back when they didn't have to what they have now and I would say what the the formatting and the organization that Wowhead has developed on their back end now I, I was told I was told that what you guys interface with is still like all over the place, but what it looks like at the end result, pretty good. Yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe 
it's kind of my fault, but I oh. like, I well, I um, we didn't have to format anything, and I was like, oh, I probably can learn BB code. Do you want me to help out with that? And now everybody has to do it, you know. So I've been around since then. Um, and then, you know, we can use Blood Mallet, but we are expected to have Sims. So because of like the guide and just being involved in the community, I know how to build SimCraft <laughs> now and do all of that stuff. So it's definitely gone from like, write a basic idea of how to play the class, what stats you want to like, learn how to read APL so you can get really into like, the rotation and learn, you know, pretty much any question that anybody would ever ask, even like an intermediate person, you kind of have to know now. It's not just like a beginner guide anymore. So I've kind of had to grow to adapt to do that. Now, on the other side of that, Skeletor, you don't have a face. We do see, of course, your troll who... Is your troll on fire crying over your unicorn or is the unicorn on fire? No, that's the that's from Azuna. It's the Charlie the Unicorn Easter egg in the game mm. where, the, where they stole his kidney and is dead. And the other, yeah. what happens, the other unicorn respawned and the other unicorn has a fire aura on him. So he spawned and I got the fire aura before it interrupted me and stood me up on that screenshot. It's a good <laughs> it one. It kind of worked out good. I, I, <laughs> I like that. It's, I... Maybe I didn't notice that or, or internalize that back in Legion. But what about you? What do you do when it comes to World of Warcraft and how long have you been part of said dabbling in in such things? Yeah, I've I play played WoW since vanilla. My my first character was not a paladin. My my first character was actually a druid. <gasps> but I, I did start playing my paladin in vanilla, so I still think that counts. And and since the end of vanilla, I I've played Ret every expansion. I like to play Rat Battle, and I don't like playing other things. I used to tank a little bit in Wrath. I used to, I healed a little bit in Wrath. I had to heal our first Lich King kill, and that was miserable. Ooh. But as as far as guide riding goes, I I didn't get into guide riding until at the start of Nighthold. So as far as the community goes, I I lurked. I lurked on Elitist Jerks. I I lurked on those threads. I lurked on MMO Champions. Once Elitist Jerks died, I would post every now and then, but. I would I would hop in the old IRC and just look at things. I wouldn't talk, but then when Discord came around, like near the start of Legion, that's when I got active in the Discord for whatever reason, for better or for worse. Okay. And okay. now here I am now, and I'm have have my guy. That's that's evolved quite a bit from going from a a Word document was its first form. That Word document idea evolved into a a wiki idea where the guy was, and the idea was. Other people could also contribute things, but that never really happened, which evolved to the guide. And it's current form. There was, there was one more form before. This is just a layout thing, though. So this is this is a guide as it is now. I cover a lot of things here. So speaking of the Word document that has evolved, you are, of course, specifically talking about Ret Paladin XYZ, which is yes. the, the website slash blog and resource that you curate by yourself? Is there any other shout outs that you have to give to the where the information comes from? Where where all this gets Yeah, I, I do a lot of things myself. There is at the bottom of the scroll there, there is a, a shout out section for a lot of the some of the more important things are definitely people like Soul Sacker, our souls, who does most of the APL work. We have people like M Serrano, our Max, who 
who maintains some of the module. I, I just realized I'm missing Melikis. Melikis has a lot of our module maintaining now, and I bug him about ret things and some craft. Uh, a little bit of, of myself is uh, I've started to dabble in contributing things. I, I'm not a programmer by any means. So the, the lines that I do see that actually translate into English well and aren't just random gibberish to me, I can modify if it looks wrong. There's a lot of stuff on this website. So resource-wise, where would... I'm just scrolling through everything on this overall. I'm, I'm not even halfway done yet, chat. If you have not checked out this website, it, it keeps going. I'm just going to keep scrolling. Here's a long one. It's the essence or the traits because Blizzard added... a. Uh, some fun new traits for this raid tier that required a lot of work. Well, no, but gear when you when you see it as a higher eye level, you're supposed to be able to equip it because it's just always an upgrade, right? You think you should, but you don't. <laughs> I'm gonna stop here on the the treat yourself gift, but oh man, do we know who in our Discord community actually? Oh, is it is it actually he watermark? Is it Donkin in the corner? Yeah, it's Donkin in the bottom right there. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea who that is, but I thank him for that. Uh, yeah, stat weight, sim yourself, trinket, sim yourself, gear upgrade, sim yourself. Yep, that is that is how we play this video game now. I'm still going, chat. I'm still going. This It's not over yet. If you need information about Red Pally, it might all be coagulated here. Now, Rin, what, what kind of back and forth do you curate with writing the Wowhead Guide versus what Skeletor and crew curate for Repelling XYZ in comparison? Um, well, so, I don't, I don't know how it is for other communities, but for Ret, we have, like, a channel where pretty much all the Templars and, like, guide writers and theory crafters are, and, you know, that kind of makes it so everything is pretty um homogenized i guess so it really is just like pick one of the guides that we have in our faq and whatever is easiest for you to digest like start there if you want to read them all go ahead but not everybody uh learns the way i teach so um like end of the day it's all the same information and it's just you know maybe we teach differently uh i would say like if you want crazy graphs and all of that stuff uh skeletors is definitely the way to go that i don't think there's anything missing from that guide okay there are things if you notice them don't tell me because i know <laughs> oh wait wait things missing from yours or thing missing from wowhead from mine <laughs> oh well, I think it's, it's just like anything else where if you write it, you're like super aware of um, like what you could be doing better. So somebody in guild just said, don't downplay yourself. Um, mm. I mean, I'm confident in my guide, but if you want the really mathy stuff, like his is going to be better. If you just, if you want to get along and raid and you're not really interested in, you know, the math or like how SimCraft works, mine is good. Okay. Well, that that's yeah, guys all have their place. Well, right. So, I wanted to segue over to that Reddit thread that we spoke about before we started the stream. And mm -hmm. <laughs> Skeletor, you had things you wanted to to share about this. And if you if you're out there in listening land, either audio only or YouTube or here live, there was a Reddit thread that 
was getting some traction recently about the guide writers and the the math theory crafters that put all this information out there and resources for the community to 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 soak up and and just be a part of the creation of in some ways because different communities are a part of like testing things and re returning your testings and making sure people know to coagulate it all in one place. But there was a Reddit thread that had some very choice words about those that do these kind of things, Skeletor. So what what's your follow-up to that? Yeah, so in everyone's uh, favorite subreddit slash r slash competitive wow, <laughs> there was a thread from a few days ago called Class Guide Author. And it was about someone he was criticizing. He was mainly criticizing the, the, the popular guides that people know about because everyone knows about Wowhead. Everyone knows about Icy Veins. Like, that's that's it. Well, most people know about it. Not, not everyone, obviously, but... And, you, like, he was talking about how he goes through the guides and, like, some people, they don't play the game. They don't raid Mythic. Or if they raid Mythic, they, they don't clear the, the content in the first week. So, and in some people's minds, that means people who don't raid at the absolute highest level shouldn't be writing guides. And it involved a, a very thoughtful discussion on the topic from a bunch of people. I know, I know, we had a, some familiar names pop up there. I think the person who who broke it down the best was actually probably Babs from from Monkland. Over, he put his uh, long thoughts into that and described some of the process behind it. Mm -hmm. And there, there was a, a few weird choices made by some individuals. They were trying to argue some weird semantics things that were incorrect. There is someone there who doesn't know what peer review is and was very angry about that. And if you want me to talk about that individual, I can a little bit about what we found about Adam, but I don't know what you want to go over. I don't know if we have to go into the specifics of the, the, the player or player in question that was doing this, but it's mostly I wanted to give you both a, a moment to just maybe clear the air on how that works, just in case not everyone listens to this show live or on audio only or on YouTube that, that traverses the pathways of Reddit and maybe even specifically that subreddit. But it was it was a very ill-mannered post when I got linked to it because it, it more or less boiled down to the fact that, like you said, if those people that are curating all these information, you know, posts, guides, math, aren't rating at the highest level, then they aren't the ones that are allowed, apparently, according to this group of people uh, that supported this thread, to then spread this information out to other players. But not to, like, lift the veil on this, but all the different rating that I've done, all the different world firsts that I have now been to and casted and hosted and been a part of, like, that the method side of learning all this ins and outs... The players that are at the top level that put in the time to get the world first, to get in the higher ranks, they look to the resources that you guys make because they don't make them. They just play the game a lot. So it's a bit of a misnomer there, potentially. Yeah, so when it comes to that, I mean, uh, there's definitely some top players that do maintain their own resources, but there's a lot of them that don't. They sure. spend their mm -hmm. focus playing the game. Well, obviously, they can figure things out themselves because they've played the game so long, they played it for so much. So they can figure things out pretty good and be pretty close to what's out there. But there's always the option of looking at these resources that people like myself and Rin create and our other guide writers that we have and seeing what they have, different insight, maybe thinking of things a little bit differently that you wouldn't think about yourself. It gives you more insight. And as far as like what Rin was saying in our community, I'm not sure about other discords, but we're all like in one channel and we talk, we go over things, we help you. We raid test in the beta. We we test things on beta that don't seem clear. Rin 
decided, like I know for the, this patch, I made her go to Nashatar and farm herbs forever so she could test the potions. To be fair, you didn't make me. I just knew that nobody else was going to do it. And mm. yeah, there you couldn't buy the potions off the vendor. So yeah, this this comes into like, this is the stupid stuff that goes into writing guys. It's like somebody has to go out and farm herbs and then test the potions, figure out how they work, make sure they're implemented into SimCraft, and then you can start writing your guide, you know? And none of that, like, the, he smacked a dummy and I farmed herbs. Like, none of that... You know, if I was in method, that wouldn't it wouldn't make me a better herb farmer. You know. Yeah, there are, there are things that sort of sneak their way into the webway in some regard that are a little less than accurate, and then there are claims that go fl that fly out there about uh, and then people can be wrong. You guys might have information that's incorrect or or things you're still working on because as each iteration of patches or each expansion changes a lot of the core of the game despite what ian says about how the game is simple it's not from a perspective of the the math and the rpg elements that we have presented as players to better our characters and to move forward and to to be the best that that character can be even if bis lists are horribly wonky right now or azurite traits and and essences are all over the place, but we'll go into those a little more later. But well, I think, oh, oh, go ahead. Um, like it can be easy. Like you don't have to know how SimCraft works. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't infer as right and everything. You just pop it into SimCraft. But uh, there's people that have to maintain that, and not all of them are top tier readers. You know, right. That's the one thing too. If you look back a handful of expansions. The amount of information that we now have as players, and this is sort of how we've evolved, and I've brought this up on many spec shows in the past, is that some classes or specs, before the evolution of an integration of Discord, had maybe some documents or had a website front and had information on it. But I would say really only like Warlords-ish forward now have all the different communities, and especially now Legion forward. There's so many Google documents, there are websites, again, like Repally XYZ. There's the, the prevalence of and curation of Icy Veins, Wowhead Guides. And to some regard, if you are a monk out there listening, it's the one I brought up to Skeletor as I was looking at his stuff he's put out there. Some classes or specs go way beyond even what you think is okay to almost an egregiously, ridiculously awesome level and the creation of some resources that are out there are ridiculous. There's some very smart nerds making all these things and figuring it all out. Because as Blizzard thinks the game is easy, it's obviously um, not. But Rin, let's go off of that one. Let's talk about the actual pink elephant in the room. Because we're talking about Retribution Paladins and the community perception guide side away performance of where red is sitting what you guys have sort of sponged up from your sides of it uh and, and what you think where red sits i know we had that little quip from the beginning of the show that isn't in this so you can of course bring that up but i want to make sure that people it was splashed for the world first mythic ashara narcoles for some reason always gets into these world firsts he's red but everyone's like red's bad though and it doesn't give any mythic plus and it's not gonna get a raid spot but yeah so what do you guys know about 
the community perception, strengths, weaknesses, where is Rhett sitting? Um, I mean, our greatest weakness has always been community and perception. Like there's a lot of red paladins. So chances are you've met a lot of bad ones and maybe a couple good ones. Um, but also, like, uh, we take up a melee spot and we don't get a raid buff and we're not useful. Um, I don't know. That's kind of our big weakness right now. And, like, you're just not going to change community perception, you know? I like chat brings up immediately. Red isn't bad. You just only want more than one. Mm -hmm. We have diminishing returns. <laughs> ah. Oh, no. Um, we have two, but we're also like super casual, um, and it, it doesn't matter, you know? Sorry, I'm but... that Gorex doing things. Mia did things in chat earlier. He's showing you up. <laughs> so Skeletor, what about you? What have you, in all your writings and all of your expository dialogue about Red, what do you think? Where does the spec sit? Do you echo what Rin says? Do you feel differently about that? Because you both have different rating backgrounds too, so. Yeah, I, I'm mostly I, I line up with that thought. Like our our biggest weakness has always been community perception. I think I think the best time for community perception for Rhett was actually Legion, and even mm -hmm. then I wouldn't call it overly good. But I know for all of this year it's been bad. It was really bad in old year. Old year was probably one of our lowest points ever in in modern rating. I would say. And in terms of what was useful, like Narcles was raiding, but he was playing holy on the goon kill, so he wasn't playing Rhett, for example. Okay, well, that he was, was also missing a yeah. beacon, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and as far as like actual rating performance, like I'm not on the the top top end, but in my guild were on Ajara. I was in for some of the progress, not all of it. It's probably going to die tonight during raid. We had mm. a one percent wipe already. Nice. So it, it should have died, but it didn't. But it should die tonight or. I'm going to laugh at them, but it's going to die, though. And as far as Rhett goes in Raid, it's it's definitely in the middle of the pack on the lower end. It's not, like, directly in the middle. It's definitely on the lower end of the middle. As far as other melee, like, other, other melee are su such strong choices, not only because of what they offer, because a lot of them, they have multiple choices. If you're a Paladin, your only DPS spec is Rhett. If you're a warrior, maybe arms is bad, but maybe fury is good. If you're mm. a rogue, you have three specs to choose from. If you're a barrel druid, you could play ranged. If for some reason you're trolling as a survival hunter, you could also play ranged. But hey. survival isn't even that bad. No, it's not. But the thing is, I want to. I want to like interrupt. But if you go look at Warcraft logs and you go look at survival hunters, and you're like, oh, it's the best hunter spec. Please. Take note that the hunters playing survival are very dedicated to their spec. They really enjoy it, and they're going to be playing it at a high level. And it's not like a raiding-oriented thing, because they're very kind of scuffy in raids. But Survival Hunter is like a is sleeper OP Mythic Plus, I've been told. It's a real good. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it's like Feral Druid. People think Feral Druid, not Feral Druid, is very good. <laughs> I mean, I we think had... They're definitely better than Red overall, in my opinion. I think Red... Yeah. In terms of melee, it's probably one of the weaker ones. I think only mm. Windwalkers are, are a bit below us overall. I'd say that we're probably two of the, the most useless melee specs. And Windwalkers, if you don't have a, a Brewmaster, which is odd, or if you don't have a, a Mistweaver, you could still have a spot, though, because you have Raid Buff. And you have great mobility, which can handle things pretty good. Now, 
this is the 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 follow up I had to this is that the spec bring enough or too little. I know that Rin brought up the whole raid buff situation, and this is one something that I've been very, very openly about that I do not think raid buffs ex should exist in the current game unless there's that mop parody where there are like six, but out of the 12 classes, two and two and two and two and two bring every single one. So you always can bring them like Kings and the monk buff they had back in the day, right? So with this exclusivity nonsense and the potential that Blizzard in 9.0 is going to bring more raid buffs, is I uh is that one of the big defining factors? If we didn't have raid buffs, would the paladin utility be something that we would want again? And would it no. I'm gonna say no. Oh. It's a factor, but it's like you know uh Red Paladin, like, why would you bring one when you can bring a warrior who has a raid buff and also better mobility? You know, even if the they both do the same damage, like, doesn't matter if you ever have to move. Uh, doesn't matter if you need that raid buff. Um, and it doesn't matter at the end of the day if the people who are making the decisions about who they're bringing don't want a Red Paladin. So I, I don't think it would matter. It didn't matter in the past. Hmm. The other thing I, I've sponged up a couple of times in discussion is that if Mythic went to 25 players up from 20, it would allow just more spots in raids and have less of this discussion. But I don't know if it would change anything. You just bring more of what is the quote-unquote best. So I don't think you that... Bring yeah, you, you, would, you bring more yeah. range unless it was Gul'dan. <laughs> yeah. So that's a tough one. That's a tough one. I know, and you have to bring this up. I, I have on here. So, the strengths and weaknesses of Rhett. And this is one, if you have not seen, and this is, you know, Reaping had its due. But Retribution Paladin is probably one of, if not the contender for top three highest, like, burst, single target, and, in this way, AoE. Because when you had a Rhett Pally in your Mythic Plus last season with Reaping, and that Reaping mob came up, and you saw Wings go out, and they had Wake of Ashes off cooldown. That was that was the dream. If you look closely, you'd probably see him cast Bubble first. Well, I mean, okay, yeah. sure. <laughs> That's fine. You don't want to pull aggro and die, but yes. Also lets you just stand and everything. But also, like, it was nice, but it wasn't... Even then, you weren't bringing a red to a high key because mm -hmm. reaping was not the issue right so you know you get a lot of people who are like oh if you're using wings on reaping then you're literally trolling because there's just more important things that need to be bursted down but i mean it feels great yeah. right it does it also looks great gotta gotta give a, a shout yeah. out to the art team carrying world of warcraft yet again the new avenging wrath wings are mm. they're very good yeah, I wasn't a fan at first, but I think it's just because I hate change, so. Do you miss your butterfly wings? I want them to update that glyph. Oh. I don't I don't use a four one because I hate change. Oh, well. Fair. I don't know it if it does it now, but the, the butterfly glyph, it used to prevent the old the new animation from happening. But I think they changed it and this new one just happens now and you, you don't have extra wings. A lot of glyphs are broken. We're talking about glyphs. Can I get my glyph of ascendance back, please, so I can be an elemental panda? Thanks. 
because the ascendant model from Cataclysm is garbage. I said it. It's really bad. Yeah, but really as, bad. as far as strengths go, mm. I, I think our our actual best strength as Ret is is not in terms of our burst or damage, it's just our survivability. We have very good survivability. We have less than we had in Legion because we lost Auto Bubble. Right. But as far as being able to survive what's going on, Red's, it, it can stay alive forever. I mean, it definitely But can. as far as the burst, yeah. the burst is good. But with the introduction of uh, different essences, a lot of classes can can burst like mu as much as us or more than us now. So a, a lot of classes can actually burst very high now. And for our burst, once, once we burst and our wings is gone, we, we, we drop. And right. it wasn't as much of a problem early in the expansion. It was actually it was actually pretty good. The balance between our damage and wings and our damage outside was actually okay. But now we're getting deeper into more gear levels and new essences and whatnot. At at this point again, we're we're all front loaded now in our wings. We have our lights decree glyph to increase the duration and do more damage with holy power. We have our Avengers Might, which increases our mastery and wings. We have Hammer Wrath, which is available in wings, and it's we're all wing centric once again. Even Which is great when you need the burst, but when you don't. In. Yeah. That's a tough one to to break down because then there are other specs that like their baseline cooldown is is meh. So we don't feel like we have a cooldown that matters versus now you have a problem that you're illustrating that you your cooldown matters too much. But I wonder if where players fall into the camp of if you're if you're like say enhancement. Or even meta to a degree for Havoc, both of their cooldowns are almost like meta. Just almost is a form that you're in sixty percent of the fight now, so it's not like a cooldown anymore. It's just sort of part of the class. Whereas like Feral Spirits as the baseline cooldown for enhancement does less than four percent of our damage, so it's not even like a real cooldown. And getting the math of Maelstrom generation and whatever, blah blah blah. But it's like. When, when your cooldown is really meaningful and you feel like that power moment and you can actually turn Super Saiyan, then I think this may be said for that one. But it's it's tough, I suppose, as things scale. And Ret and Enhancement have a similar problem, both being very spongy. But the stronger and the bigger stats you have, and in this case, the different Azurite combinations and the essences, it does sort of balloon as the expansion goes deeper. Yeah, like from the beginning, we were kind of designed into a corner. Uh, like yeah. a lot of the things that are happening now, we knew were going to happen. Like we're using Execution Sentence right now, which that just adds more to the burst. And we knew that this was going to happen because as our gear gets better, you know, your burst window gets better, et cetera, you know. Um, and yeah, and unfortunately, just our, our burst is not, it's not notable enough to carry the bad dps outside of the uh window does that make sense yeah well it doesn't your troughs and valleys are are now too different is that what you're no. it's just like we're if our niche is supposed to be burst right our, our burst is not really good enough i guess um like it, even rogues can kind of do it better you know mm. That At was, least it feels uh, that way sometimes. I know that was what we interviewed again to bring up the boy Narcales from Method. And the reason why at first when they were working with the Kajara, and it's even why him and Naga were brought in. A, gear at the time, and they were highest geared players or some yeah. of the highest geared players. It's a big factor in those races. Is what gear do yeah. the players have? Yeah. 
of course, I'm not going to diminish that. And while we didn't actually see the Pad Thai dragon, or we saw wings bursting the the Naga ads first when they were sort of working out the strategy, but that became a thing he didn't do anymore as the fights went on and on and on because they actually got to work around those. But that was a learning point, so they did use Narcolis essentially to... And that was what, if you ever watched any of the coverage for Eternal Palace, that was something that actually that, that Mike was really fun to watch. He'd not be on the meters for the whole first phase. The, the triple Naga wave would come in, and our goal was always like, is he going to hit second or first? So it was always a fun little minigame. But that was a Scripe planning out very specific Narcolis you're going to burst here. He puts cooldowns where he needs to to orchestrate where the whole raid's going to go. But Rhett gets that position, but then as gear catches up, and now we're way more geared than Method was those weeks ago, you get to see how different everyone else sort of stacks against you. And now, like, every Warlock spec is strong. Fire Mage and Frost Mage are flying off the handle. So there are certain specs there. And this this raid tier actually makes that problem even worse because there's oh. the people who bothered to get Benthic gear and the people who didn't. Uh, well, made some choice words depending on... Hey, I, I was in the camp of I didn't bother for a long time. I bought 70 pairs of boots, didn't get a single socket, and I stopped. Then one day I got a socket boot like like a month in the tier. Then all of a sudden I got all the other pieces right away like socketed. And so I, I was late on the train on that because I... I, I did not enjoy the system. I spent a lot of pearls. I wasn't getting the sockets, and yeah. I gave up on it for a while. I was like that for my Demon Hunter for a while. I did 30 or 40 boots or so, and I just didn't get a socket, so I said, F it, and moved on. Pufferfish Bracers with a socket. All right. Got belt with a socket eventually. All right. The the thrash belt. And then I went back to boots and eventually got boots again. But... It was a fun system. I'm pretty sure many people agree, maybe you guys both as well, that I think Blizzard did not plan for sockets to roll on those pieces of gear, but that's just how the item architecture in the game works when gear tokens are created. Because formable <laughs> sockets are not great for the game. We were all convinced that the about Mythic Week, that they were going to be nerfed, and then it never happened, and we were, like, shocked-faced the entire time. Like, what? I was ready for sockets to be removed from them, yeah, but they didn't pull the trigger on that, so. Even without the sockets, though, they're really good. They're, yeah. I don't know. But I, the I sockets think... are, like, I feel like a separate issue, like, the mm. fact that you can roll a socket if you play the game enough is yeah. kind of stupid. Um, but, like, even with, even if they took those off, um, they, they're regular items with a uh, regular stat allotment and they also have a bonus on them. Yep. So they're fun. And that's why we but... Yeah, they are totally, but they shouldn't be so much better than other things of their item level, you know? Uh I didn't like uh what was the previous raid called? Crucible of Blank. And BOD. Yeah. But like, I don't know, they kind of did those effects better, you know, where it's like they would beat out things of similar item level, but not by a whole lot. Right. Usually, and they also have the secondary stat penalty on them for having effects. That's what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, you had to pick, and it followed the rule of, in general, if you get an item level upgrade, you're gonna want to ditch it, and that's not how it is for Benthic at all. Nope. 
yeah, 425 crit socketed boots on many specs are better than the guaranteed socket, very expensive crafted boots, say for leatherworking, for example. 15 eye level difference, mm -hmm. still better, the, the Benthic are, which yep. is almost like Benthic should have been the, the jumping off point where you can get your, like your 420, 425 Benthic before you made your crafted boots, and then you upgrade from mm -hmm. those to the higher eye level. But again, going back on the prevailing winds earlier, what Ian says is not really true because eye level right now is all over the place, but... I want to go uh, take a step back in time. I don't have a soundboard, so I just make dumb noises. But Wrath, potentially. Kata, maybe. Mop, definitely. Forward. What do you think of the journey of the Retribution Paladin? And the first up in this sort of segment here is, do you have any things that are like the, the good, the bad, the unfortunate, the ugly that you could remember about maybe transitioning from one expansion to the next? Uh, Ashbringer aside, because we all know we lost our artifacts, so don't, you know. But is there anything that along that course that either one of you immediately thinks of from, like, mop forward or even further back that was one of the really icky parts or one of the really great parts about where Retribution has been? And I don't have a... So I don't know who has the idea first. This is open. Who has it? Um. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like if, if we started at Wrath, Wrath yeah. was like yeah. Wrath. I was gonna say that's when Rep became legitimized. Really, it was Wrath. Mm. We had a complete overhaul. We were no longer Seal of Casino. We had actual <laughs> abilities. There was real set bonuses for <laughs> for different specs. It wasn't you all had the same set gear. It was it really fleshed out Rep and made it. Probably for most people, probably like one of their like most favorite iterations, either because they enjoyed it or because just nostalgia in general. And we had that for the entirety of Wrath, which is good. And then Kata hit, and they completely changed everything. And Ret today, compared to Kata, it's kind of a center position. That's when we first got our Holy Power. I mean, we only had three at the time. I don't think we had the extra two for five in Kata. No. And that was like that's been the basis for our design ever since Kata. Right. The, the holy combo points, but you guys don't, yeah. you don't call it's like that's like it's like a no no word, right? Probably for Blizzard. <laughs> oh, oh, calling them combo points, they are though, they are build and spin. Yep, um, they were kind of like chi. Don't say that about monks though, they they don't, some monks really miss the chi mechanic, others just like, Ugh. I will get my salt in though. Um, Please. Like I was gonna open with saying the only time I have had to not play red was at the beginning of Kata. And that's because it was just so bad. They they did that overhaul and were um, not prepared for, um, I don't know how to balance it. I, I was still kind of a newbie back then, so I don't know any of like the details. I just know that it sucked and I had to play Hunter and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing about Kata, though, and, and Kataret, was moving from Wrath to Kata, that's one of the first times I think that Blizzard actually nerfed Tank Threat was going with that pre-patch. And with Ret, as, as much as Ret wasn't fun to play, they gave us a, a lot of new fun abilities. Like, we had Zealotry, so we were stacking cooldowns, and we just had monstrous burst. And if you were in a guild that wasn't at, with great tanks, you, you could not pop your cooldowns for like the first 20 seconds of the fight. It's definitely a, a thing that's, that's followed Rhett for a very long time is you, you're supposed to be this like on-off class 
because you have one of, if not the highest scaling, just multiplicative damage amps baseline compared to other specs that have like either resource generation or like a add, you know, or like a guardian does damage with you. Obviously it scales with you as the expansion goes on, but Avenging Wrath, and this was the thing that monks experienced in MOP as well to start with Mr. Pandaria and why I usually start there specifically. That's the new talent layout. And if you ever played a brewmaster back then, or sorry, a windwalker, they had like six or seven different multiplicative bonuses over time that it's like when you get so many different stack damage amps, it just kind of really teeter totters your where you where you're good and where you're bad. So that's been one that Blizzard has always had, that on-off switch for Rhett. So are there any major pieces of the past that you'd like to see return? Hand of Honestly, Sacrifice? Yeah, um, but like <laughs> we we do have a lot of things that we liked and are considered like uh, Rhett flavor. So like uh, one of our Azurite traits give us, gives us a free Divine Storm. Uh, which is like I about as classic as you can get. Um, so I, I don't know if you like standard Red Paladin gameplay. Um, like yeah, we kind of have it. Um, Sack would be really nice and probably would help us um, at least a little bit with raid spots. Um, there were times where it was really really useful. I'm not really sure why they took it away because it wasn't. It wasn't so useful that it was like you have to bring a rep paladin all the time, you know. Right. Chat brings up divine intervention. That was uh, a great ability for trolling. I was gonna say the same thing. <laughs> oh no! I no. I think one of the problems is it's either get rid of it or change it. Is it actually holy power? With holy power being our main resource, and we're limited to five holy power, and we. With the exception of one talent that's horrible, we only use up to three of that at a single time. When we get effects, like usually in the form of tier bonuses that gave us extra holy power gen, or like with the essence style, memory of lucid dreams where we fund holy power. Because our resource isn't very large, it's not a very granular change. Like like warriors have rage. They have a hundred rage. It's easier to refund abilities and have it not be a huge impact. But for ret, because we have a, such a limited resource. And the way the refund even even works, because we do spend an odd amount, we get one holy power back, then we get two. We get one, then we get two. So it even flip-flops, because the so resource system itself is just so limited. And I think that's one of their hold-up points, is that they don't want to change us too much, because we're limited by that holy power. And it would take a lot to be able to expand out of that window. Yeah, I guess uh, I was going to say earlier, there's a lot of instances where you see that we've kind of been designed into a corner. Um, it's not as bad, this expansion, but yeah, that's one example. Like, um, in theory, uh, Lucid Dreams would be super fun, but it it's really not, especially because the refund is not exactly instant, and it's, it's, it's just not fun. You would hope it is, but it's not, and they consider the Holy Power system, like, class fantasy now, so. Right. But, because it's, it's, it's a combo point, and if they went back to just Going back to you guys had mana, they need to be back to like the the three six three or the six nine six, whatever the heck the different rotations were, where you just hit your abilities off cooldown and it's like there's no choice there and there's really no playing around it. They can't make it like a resource bar like Rage or or Fury or Maelstrom. We already have multiple of those as I just listed them off. 
Yeah, and, and I don't I don't think we necessarily want them. I, I personally don't think that removing holy power fixes a whole lot of issues. That just mm. it leaves too many what ifs at this point. Um right. and I think both of us have seen Rhett redesigned so many times that honestly I would rather um they just keep holy power and maybe give us an extra one or something. Um, because we only have five right now that we can build up to. Six would be like a an insane quality of life improvement. Really? Well, I think one could... of the other things. Oh, go ahead. No, because you could build up to then like essentially two finishers instead of having this weird again, the on off button. Even your resources, you're either on, you use three, and then you have two and you get to build another one, you use three again, or off, where you have to wait to build to an uneven number, but you only spend in Yeah. I get you. Okay. What do you have? Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say one of the one of the things I don't think people really talk about is one of the one of the skills that I think either needs to be removed or changed is actually Crusader Strike. Oh. Which is if we go if we go back with Crusader Strike, it's like all three Paladin specs had it before. All three specs use Crusader Strike. Like at one point Crusader Strike, you would swap it with was it Hammer of the Righteous was the AoE version of Crusader Strike. One would put the other on cooldown. That existed for a bit. And if we go to the current game now, Prot no longer has Crusader Strike. It's just Holy and Ret are left with it. Now with Holy though, when they use Crusader Strike, it reduces the cooldown on their Holy Shock. It actually plays a, an actual important role in their toolkit. Whereas for us, Crusader Strike is just a filler button that has two charges. And the damage it does is negligible. It, it does less than an auto attack. It's just there. It's just there to generate Holy Power and that's its primary function. There's nothing else tied to it. I feel like it's a leftover thing they haven't put much thought into about what it should do for us. Or should it be replaced with something else? I feel like it's just low on the priority list, you know? Because, like, having a filler just like your isn't strike. necessarily... Yeah. Yep. So, are there any old talents that come to mind that you would like to see back in the game again? I mean, they, they kind of made some of them into, into essences. Like, True. Like I mentioned, zealotry. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. memory, lucid dreams is really close to zealotry. There is some talents that we lost, like we had guardian of ancient kings before it became a defensive cooldown. It was actually one that had the stacking strength bonus and it exploded. It was pretty neat. We lost that. I mean, we, we've seen a lot of uh, talents come back in some form. Like we have inquisition. It's a it's a love it or hate it thing. There's really none in the middle. It's it's different than it was. I know when inquisition first. People were using and, and mop. It was it was miserable to use, Arcata. Yeah. It was actually miserable. It it lasted thirty seconds total if you use three holy power, and it only and you gave only you increased hold damage. Three holy power. Yeah, you could only hold three. And then in eventually at some point in in mop they increased it to fifteen per so it was forty five. No, they increased it to sixty total. They doubled the amount of time it gave you, and also in mop they had it added crit crit chance to it too it wasn't just damage and we have it now now it's damage and it's haste looking through your azrae traits right now the uh you're talking about, you were you went you it was relentless inquisitor right that's the inquisition the holy power gives no that thing or no, we have an actual talent inquisition oh right yeah no, that's definitely back too that's yeah for the relentless inquisitor that's just a, one of our azrae traits that's actually it's, it's okay choice you know, okay I mean, doesn't okay. Go back to anything. Gotcha. Yeah. We've kind of been lucky though, like a lot of the stuff that 
the community considers like a nostalgic or whatever like we got back like we have hammer of wrath in the form of a talent um Mm -hmm. be nice if it was baseline but yeah i mean as far as like things that we would want back or whatever talents that we would want we kind of got a lot of them this expansion are they working out very well maybe not but um you know i'd I'd say as far as red class fantasy goes right now it's pretty good aside from numbers wake of ashes is a talent Mm -hmm. which that row is a hot topic discussion for sure yeah divine judgment consecration and then wake of ashes it's that's a tough one. It's a it's a tough one for anyone that went from Legion to BFA that had a very integral rotational defining ability, kind of like Phoenix Flames for Fire Mage that then became a a a scaled down, albeit lore wise makes sense, but then plopped on a talent and not baselined, because that did change the functionality of how your entire rotation would play again. And Blizzard has now gone on record by saying that, and Ian, I believe, said this, is that they they realize that they make a lot of changes from expansion to expansion, and some of them don't have to be changed. So I wonder, again, that's what everyone keeps. They, they read into that really heavily. 9.0 is the great unpruning. Everything is back. But there are a couple of ones there. How about, what are your thoughts and community sponging up of the actual retribution passive that I know has also been a bit of a weird contentious point over the years. I know I've brought it up a couple of times. This is a big thing I think on the Legion show in particular is that it was nerfed into BFA, but in Legion it was so much of your damage by like, hey, can you die for me? No? All right. Yeah, it really was an issue in Legion. In Legion, it was the 20% damage bonus when someone died. It was really massive. Combined with our multipliers, like using Crusade, before yeah. Crusade was nerfed, it was 35%. So we had a 35% multiplier, then we had a 25% or 20% multiplier from Retribution. And then if we had the Belt or the Cape, there's just more multipliers. And it, it all adds up really fast in, in our burst window if we had it there. And it was really weird when they first implemented it, actually, on the, in the beta for Legion, they made a 100% damage bonus as their first pass. <laughs> and they said, no, that, that's too much. Let's put it down to 70. And it's like, really? You're going to leave it at 70? You think 70 is still a reasonable number? And then they dropped it to 50. And then, and then eventually it dropped down to 20%. And then mm-hmm. going from Legion to BFA now, they've dropped it to 10%. So it's, it's still noticeable if it happens during your wings. But if it happens outside your wings, it's just more accurate that it didn't happen in your wings. So it's, it's I'm not a fan of it. I, I really dislike the ability. I don't like having things that are out of our control. Yeah, it's unless we make it under control by there, killing somebody. Honestly, I just yeah, I, I don't think about it because it it hurts me like right here. <laughs> That's what chat brings up. Koi says in chat, my favorite thing about it was choose a better time to die. Okay, thanks. Yeah, because yeah. people always die right after your wings is over, and you're just like for real. It's it's a very flavorful passive. It's literally a namesake of the class now, of the spec in particular. It obviously pops off in PvP because it's going to be up a lot. It has a ranged kind of caked into it, but that's why I, I don't know why it's 
it's a core functionality, but really only works in flavor and form in player versus player combat. Whereas in PVE, it just gets annoying. Because we've even had that on certain boss fights before. I think we did this on Gahoon when our paladin was not a warlock, but actually Red Pally. Because during the last bit when people started dying off, I think it lined up that the final Gahoon burn, like the last 4 or 5%, which again, in the beginning of BFA was a lot of HP. Retribution would almost be up all the time and our paladin's wings came back up and they would just bubble into like the 7 stacks of the of the bursting sores nonsense and then do a ton of damage to sort of carry that last bit which is neat obviously on farm it never ever lined up again so there's moments where it's neat but then there are moments where it it's not as bad as it was in legion where it basically sort of carried a lot of your damage you notice a difference between a pull without retribution proccing versus one with and the things that made it more aggravating like in legion like the priests had the cape that would activate their little their holy form that wouldn't count oh, for rep buff yeah then there's shamans and their ancestral protector totem that does not count for rep buff mm. so there's cases where people die and you don't get rep buff outside of range but really bfa i think solidified retribution as as a core ability because when you press the end button on your keyboard now and you click on retribution and you see their highlight highlighted abilities retribution is literally in that list now so i think we're doomed and we're stuck with it yeah it's just one of those like <laughs> It's one of those things that they're going to keep around because they think it adds flavor. But in reality, like, at best, you ignore it. Yeah. Skeletor, I want to go over this real quick. I'm going to slap back up the talent calculator before we move on to the next topic. Your level 100 talent rows have always seen a bit of contention in the same row here. How are the level 100 talents, divine purpose, the now retooled, re-nerfed, re-scaled crusade, and the re-added back Inquisition working out. Because I know, again, bringing up Legion, it was basically Crusade or uh, or Crusade. How are things looking out here now? Is there... Oh, it's an Inquisition or Inquisition now. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, the other talent, like Divine Purpose, it it had some use early on. Divine Purpose actually had, had some bugs early on where it couldn't proc back to back. It would actually eat its own proc. Then they, they fixed the bug, but when they fixed the bug, they decided to nerf the ability to, to make up for the bug being fixed. Oh. And that talent just died right then. Crusade Crusade became really viable in Jaina phase. What's Jaina called? Battle of Zara Lore. Yeah. Because that's when we that's when we had our, our extra row of uh Azerite traits. So we were stacking like Avengers Might and Elites Decree. And it just made Crusade incredibly powerful. Then then Life Decree got nerfed after the first week, so we stopped stacking it purely. We would we would fit in other things like Avengers Might. And then what happened, for some reason, Blizzard decided that the base wings wasn't flavorful enough, and they made it so that your first holy power spender being a TV or Templar's Verdict or Divine Storm would auto crit. And that killed Crusade. Hmm. Okay. I don't think that was their intention at all. But that's what happened. Because they, uh, they were close. And then also, like, I don't know. A burst is great, but not good enough to take receive for it right now in this raid, I guess. Okay. And is that, that kind of goes back on what you guys are talking about. Inquisition, does this help smooth out your overall... Now, granted, it's a flat scaler. 
right? It's almost like like a tiger's eye brew. It's a constant uptime multiplier on both your flat damage and haste. And it's basically just... I, I bring this one way back up from rogues. If I say hunger for blood, there's a few rogues in chat that might go, because oh, they had a similar... They'd use combo points and they would buff themselves and use combo points and then do their damaging abilities. So it's <laughs> the knife licking icon, but that's a tough one. It's always been a weird one for Red Beef because yeah. these have moved a lot because Divine Purpose was a different row before, but now it competes with like two big multipliers, either one that's on your base cooldown or one that's now returned. But this Inquisition looks cool. Um, Divine Purpose is kind of there just so there's, like, uh, an easy talent. An at, easy talent. At least, talent. like, that's a theory. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's how for Reddit worked out. That is what a, a discussion has always come up, is that Blizzard now designs talents to have sort of, like, a, a easy, a cooldown buffing, and then a more difficult rotational one that requires upkeep or maintenance in that regard, so... Could be there. Yeah, apparently a lot of players on their data, they would just go straight down the left-hand side. And they wanted to make sure the players that did that would have some sort of benefit. <laughs> I mean, a lot of passives in the left-hand side. Yeah. I, and as far as Inquisition goes, it, it doesn't do anything for our, our rotation. Like So the, it costs Holy Power, so we're using it in place of a, a spender already. So it's not adding a, another button to press. It adds haste, but the way that haste works, our, our, ability, our main generators, like judgment blade hammer and crusader strike they all scale off haste yep so as your haste lowers the ability cooldown of those abilities it also lowers the gcd it's proportionate it doesn't reduce the downtime it reduces the time between abilities your apm will go up but at the end of a fight your overall downtime is the exact same you just have smaller gaps between abilities instead of more frequent frequent larger gaps now how about that's almost segued there is that i was gonna ask how does bfa retribution paladin feel to play and this is sort of an end cap on everything we've talked about before is when i was reading through some of your website you brought up a very big topic of manufactured downtime and the slower pace which i never know how to position this in a discussion because i play two gcd lock specs where both havoc and enhancement hit a button every less than 1.5 seconds if not I hit GCD cap on both characters. So I'm hitting an ability every 0.75 seconds. And that is continuous. Whereas my other other alt that I rarely ever play but I really enjoy is like an Arms Warrior, which is slower, sort of that chonky feel. And you have some some breathing room, right? And I actually, like, if I go back to like a Death Knight, I would prefer to play Frost because it actually has downtime. And that's definitely a different part of how the game is gone now and again to sort of tie into classic a little bit classic combat and why people are really sort of engaging with it and liking it again to what i've understood is that combat is slow it has meaningful moments like landing the correct ability after an ability has meaningful damage impact especially like in pvp or in duels and something which is very popular in classic hitting the right abilities at the right time is really good whereas the game has evolved and retail has changed where you're basically hitting things every GCD over and over and over again, sometimes multiple times in a row. So what are your take on that? If you want to cliff note what you think of like manufactured downtime, should Rhett be faster? Should it be slower? 
if you remove Crusader Strike and had like gaps in the rotation, would that actually feel better? What do you, Skeletor? What do you? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So as far as manufactured downtime goes, it, it was definitely the, the it was the biggest problem at the start of the expansion. Like if we compare our Legion end of Legion, or even not even end of Legion, just Legion in general to our current downtime, it's about two to three times higher overall. And in Legion, we were pretty much at GCD cap spec. Whereas now we can we can get these four or five second gaps at times. Now mm-hmm. they they've they've made it better in some ways. Like if you like when they added the Imperium power for the free divine storm proc, it had potential to reduce that downtime. It was a nice flavor element, and it was a stronger choice. But as, as it's gone on now, a lot of people you'll see they won't even pick Imperium power anymore in a single target scenario because it does it doesn't bring as much as the other choices that we have are. So we've we've kind of put ourselves back into a spot where our downtime is higher. But at the same time, though, they've added Azerite Essences. And these Essences are active. They take up a spot in your rotation. If, like, if you choose Crucible, or not Crucible, like Crucible, yeah, Crucible of Flame, for example, that's a low cooldown ability that, that takes away a lot of downtime. It's actually pretty powerful, too. And it really seems like they have two competing philosophies. They want this spec to be slower, but yet they keep adding things that will speed us up. And what I expect to happen is when we go into the next beta cycle, we're going to lose all that again, and we have to see where we land. I think removing Crusader Strike without a replacement is a mistake. That would make it feel not very good. Part of the APM on the Tier 22, which is the current, uh, which we're transitioned from, we don't have a Tier 23 APM stack right now, so it might be even higher than this, but as of last tier, you were at 57 on average actions per minute, so almost a button a second every minute. Compared to like say again like enhancement and havoc are I mean <laughs> havoc is seventy nearly sixty nine, so that's not even slow. And again, and chat brings up too. I saw it. the gaps you have selfless healer. You can throw it in there if that's a thing. But yeah, it uh, is. Which I think yeah, so the overall like like if there was a new profile now the APM would actually. It might be the same, but it might be lower because in that profile, it's still using Imperium power, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. If Maybe. we were to make a new profile, it wouldn't have Imperium power because it's a single target stack rating. But at the same time, there's Azerite Essences now. What, Rin? Is it using Hammer of Wrath as well? It is. And it's potential that on a pure single target sim, you might see that replaced for later Wrath, which would make the downtime a bit more even. But it's going to hover right around there. At the start of BFA, we were below 50, though. Yeah. We were like 47. Now, is that was that bad? Yes, it felt very it's... bad going from being GCD cap to that. If you enjoyed that oh. playstyle, that is, which I did. Mm. I um, enjoy the fast-paced. I guess what, like, kind of sucks about our downtime is it's not, like, it's not smooth. It is, like, somebody said in chat, like, you know, you're... You're going about the business, hitting your buttons, and all of a sudden there's nothing to hit for like three GCDs. And you're just stuck contemplating your life, waiting for things to pick up again. And like that is not exactly super fun. So if it was like you wait a second here and there, I feel like that would be a little better. But sometimes just like things line up so that you're just sitting there waiting, literally doing nothing. And I, I don't know, it feels bad. Okay. Because I know that's that, again, we've had the Feral Druid show, and we had the the Frost Death Knight show. So you can go check those out. They're both archived. They're both online. 
And we had sort of similar discussions about that because like Feral Druid and the, the way they pool and ebb and flow with their energy has always been uh, sort of part of their kit. But now the way that BFA has changed, they're GCD capped again, more or less, because they do the Ferocious Bite build, which existed in Legion, but only for a time with like certain legendary combinations. So now they're not the pooling weaving build anymore. They just spam buttons, essentially. And that's not what they are used to, so it's changed for them. Whereas Frost has almost like the same problem that it sounds like that Red has, but that on-off switch. Because with Frost TK, you could get Rhyme into Killing Machine procs and have really good strings of hitting ability every time. But then, like you, you run into this moment of like, oh, Oh, there's a button, right? Which I, I think that's the that's the problem that it does sound like is that having potholes is the problem. Having just like a slower pace rotation, which again I I equate that to like Arms Warrior, which is you know like charge, mortal strike, slam, wait for a big auto, slam, wait for a big auto, mortal strike again. There's some moments there where you're still hitting buttons on like a, a cadence. Not hitting a ton of buttons and then waiting. That's a good way of putting it, really. Okay. Yeah, early on in BFA, I, I actually wrote a, a giant forum post about the whole downtime thing. Oh. And I talked a lot about that. I'll, I'll link the Google Doc version for people in the chat if they want to read that. A lot of it is still relevant to now. I'm not going to read it on stream because it's seven pages because I spent way too much time on this. I talked about the previous expansion, too. I talked about how it was in Wrath, how our downtime has evolved. Where if we go back all the way to Wrath, our downtime that we have now is more than what we had in Wrath even before we were fully fleshed out. Hmm. It was a like hot topic that people were talking about. And yeah, I made like a spreadsheet comparing like beginning of expansions because I was basically like everybody needs to calm down. And it's, I don't know, it's not that bad, you know? I'm sure if you switched from right now to Legion, it would feel kind of weird, but it, like, I don't know, things are always kind of slow at the beginning of an expansion. Of course. And things are new, so they're not going to feel smooth, and yeah. So how about then, let's sort of wrap this up, put a bow on it, and bring up right now where we're at in patch 8.2. And Rin, let's go to you on this one. And I want to talk about essences, Azerite combinations, if there's wiggle room, is there a set in stone hierarchy? Because if I go over to your Wowhead guide, which you guys have distilled and put all the information out here, it seems like if you're really trying to min-max the poo-poo out of this, it there isn't a huge difference from top to uh, bottom. For essences, yeah. Also, a uh, shout out to my my um, typo. Oh, which for one? Condensed what? life force. Oh, CFL instead. Ah, yeah. Instead of CLF. I did that at three in the morning. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> I just noticed. I that mean, there. kinda, but there's also like a 600 DPS gap between the first two. Yeah, but is so. I guess is 600 a lot when you're doing 45 to 46 thousand. It is a lot when you're talking about picking two passive things. Oh. You know, it's like, like you don't. Nothing happens when you change those minors, really. Right, um, cause, yeah. So, uh, I, eh. A um, large problem there, I'm just gonna interrupt, 
it's really like you got to remember like this is the the default sim of five minutes and 20 percent variance and that's not all fights so once mm-hmm. we we change times sure. around the difference is is it'll be large you'll see like condensed life force fall to the bottom of the list in a in a, in a non-well-timed fight for it right yeah, yeah. essence is that at least for us like you you unfortunately have to think about it and what your situation is like yeah uh, condensed life force is a three minute cooldown. So if you're on farm and the boss is only four minutes long, or yeah, it depends on how often you can use it, right? So, eh. Um, and then, like, <laughs> visions looks really good on Sims, but it isn't a lot of the time because it doesn't line up with the mechanics you want it to. And, you know, I don't know. Essences are very much like you need to kind of pay attention. Uh, good default for single target for a miner is focusing iris. But if you're changing your target a lot, it's not super great. So I don't know. Essences, it's good and bad because it's like you have to actually think for yourself. But that also means like a lot of people are looking at a chart like that and being like, oh, I have to do this or I can do whatever I want. And it's like, that's not really the point. <laughs> That's, that's well, to some people, that's actually a huge moment of this. I know Word Up was on recently. We did a state of patch 8.2 with uh, Word Up, Senpai, Brutal, and Luxto. So you can go listen to the topic we brought up about essences because the plug-and-play aspect of them, and actually Scribe, the, the raid leader of the brain trust of Method, brought this up on the couch at the Eternal Palace, Race to World First, is that the fact that you could... And I'm going to go over to, say, for example, uh, do you have it? Yeah, Memory of Lucid Dreams on here has, or uh, or Vision of Perfection even, is that the fact that you can count on either A, additional survivability being brought in across your entire raid group in a plug-and-play sense, or the way you can actually adjust your cooldowns. And again, this is very much a Scribe thing, is to adjust your cooldowns based on the script you're building because no one else has made this script yet, it was really fun for them because when they just have their their core of their classes that they have available to them, some of that stuff and that math didn't really line up. And just because you have, and this happens with the specs that I'm playing right now, I talk about on stream, is that you can't just look at what your top combinations are, especially now everyone's hitting 65, you've got your major and then your three minors, and that definitely shakes things up is it's fun to be able to actually move them around. And I know that from fight to fight, not a lot can change, but I know, say, for example, and maybe Skeletor could agree, going from, like, Queen's Court to Zakul, you change almost every essence for that encounter. At least I'm doing that, because there's way better combinations for Zakul than there are for Queen's Court. And that's yeah, fun. We'll see minor changes, but I think the problem is, like, like, I think it's great that there's essences and there's potential for choice there. People will agree it's generally good. The problem is, in, in our guides, we can't say, oh, yeah, you want to use this, this, and this. And people want to know, should I be using this, this, and this? Mm. But the fact is, we can't tell you just on a simple question. We need to know more information. So it it makes it hard to relay information to a person. Or a person might not necessarily want to look into what they should be using. So one of the things I do in my guide is I, I try to describe certain things like, like okay, here's how, how this works. So if you're like in a fight that's going like this, you probably don't want to use this essence because of X and Y. But it requires someone to put in a little bit more effort to pick an appropriate choice. And 
a lot of people seem to not like that yeah i tell people like if you're just looking to pick something up like all of us have raid tips and those raid tips usually have like talent and essence recommendations so like if you want the quick answer just go to that because we're just gonna tell you what essences are good for that fight um and yeah my guide like I put in a section that's basically a summer summary of each essence and like when it's good and when it's bad because people that's what they want a lot of the time like most people that are going to this guide they're like oh i wonder like if this essence is good and then they're just going to scroll down find the information they need and move on mm -hmm. so it's like the charts are great if you like to look at numbers and interactions and all of that stuff but really it's not it's not necessarily going to help you make a decision for your situation. Yeah, there's, there's definitely some plug and play to this. There's a, definitely a more plug and play to this. I brought up the Netherlight Crucible from Legion on the 8.2 show. And besides the fact that it just, I wanted to make Word Up kind of uncomfortable because the Netherlight Crucible was awful because of the, the randomization of the relics at the time. There's no randomization in essences. So once you farm them, once you have all your tier threes, or in some cases tier twos, because the tier three doesn't actually add anything. Like focusing iris, you can just move with tier three. But the damage is there at, at tier two, for example. Which is fun that you have that option here. A lot more customizable than that. But just don't and listen to the the two guide writers here that know all this stuff. Make sure you are customizing for your situation and not just blindly following the these are the top three best sibbing ones that's also true if you use do you guys use the disc the, the the raid bots bot in hammer of wrath do you have a disclaimer on that there is a bot spam bot spam channel people that use it inside discord but when we tell people the sim we'll try to tell them like is this good we'll try it in this in this scenario and see how it works out yeah because i, well, I was uh, the the point i was going to make the default Discord raid bots simulation is very not ideal. It's a good little snapshot, but it's the five-minute patchwork fight, which is the only patchwork fight. There's not even a patchwork patchwork fight in this raid. You can kind of do that to, like, Sim, Mythic, Ashvane speed kill, but you're not factoring in damage funneling from activating things like, say, Crash Lightning for enhancement on the bubbles. That's not in that Sim. Savar so is closest. Savara could be closest, yeah, but you also, you have to do, like, you don't do patchwork on that one. You want to do, like, the downtime one because you got the factor in, like, running out, potentially, or... We we have a, a big disclaimer about using the movement sims. Oh, you do? Oh, we, you we, do. We, we don't recommend them. Ah. Because the, the movement in the movement sims is a set pattern. It's always using that same pattern. Oh, like a Helia dance or something. It's always like X amount of time in melee range, X amount of time away, stuff right. like that. So it's it's very calculated. So if you always have a downtime at one window and your cooldown always comes up at this window, that means it's not like it's going to skew the result in a way that like doesn't it, it's just not ideal. Like you should you should know what talents are not necessarily great on movement fights and maybe avoid those if they sim close on patchwork you know like they it can it can skew the result to not reflect real life just as much as doing patchwork can so okay you know 
don't know. Not, did that make sense? It, it boils down to the fact that the game isn't simple if you're trying to really min-max your character and yeah. understanding because there's yeah. just like too The much. fight that you're doing, your cooldowns might line up within that downtime every single time. And in the sim, they might not. You know, you know so it's like, should you switch to that talent because the movement thing tells you to? Maybe not. Yeah. Gotcha. But anything else on, on this section for 8.2? Any, like, anything you need to, like, disclaimer or anything else you want to tell people to either avoid or to go for in 8.2 right now before we move on? I mean, it is the pretty much one of the only times this expansion where we kind of do, um, like, a lot of people are using similar builds just because the way expectation, like, works out. So, I don't know. Skeletor, do you have anything to say about that? Uh, for expurgation, and uh, yeah, so that that's one thing that was a very odd because if you remember from the BFA beta cycle, we really didn't get any of the Azerite traits to test until like the last few weeks before the expansion came out. And the first form expurgation was horrible, and then one day Blizzard decided, "Let's buff expurgation by four thousand percent," which seemed like a reasonable number. And all of a sudden, people are using it for that last week of all your raid testing, and it's doing like 30 to 40% of their total damage from a single trade. So then they had to nerf it back down. It didn't kill the trait, but it didn't kill the trait because in old year, that's when we had the reorigination array. So you could really pump up your crit because it is based off your bodge, your blade of trading. It made it okay. And then in in uh, Battle for Zara Lore, it did fall down a bit. We lost that. But at the higher gear levels, it was definitely an option to obtain it. The problem with it not seeing in Desire Loris, because the gear that had it, you you really had to roll for gear at the vendor if you wanted to use expurgation. And it's an all or nothing kind of deal. You either get the three traits or you don't use it at that time point. So you you'd have to fully commit to that build to be able to use it. And it was still good next it was still good in that tier. No one used it. No one wanted it. I know I, I didn't I don't think any of the guys said, Oh yeah, this is still good because we don't generally make comments like that about gear setups. We really advise you to see what you have and see what's best for you. And then going into 8.2, 8.2 changed the way that all direct damage scales from Azerite traits and trinkets. Yep. And that and, and consequently that that buffed expurgation again, where it's no longer an all or nothing kind of deal. It's now very good even solo because it does more damage now than it used to. And then combine it with our gear scaling with our with hitting harder and and it stacks really well with our avenging wrath too that's another reason why we don't use crusade we lose that 20 percent crit multiplier that we have with wings it so you're you're guaranteed to get a, a few good procs in your wings so you're getting the damage increase you have your mastery going your expurgation like the individual text of expurgation can do nearly as much as a templar's verdict when they're critting dang I want to bring up, I'm going to bring that up real quick. You keep talking about it because that came up as a new one because you didn't, you called this at the beginning of the expansion. Is that correct? And then now it's only becoming more of a thing. It was an eventuality. And then the changes they made this patch just kind of pushed over the edge, just the way it scales. Um, eventually it was going to be really good. And then, yeah, they made the change to how, Azerite traits scale and the change to avenging was it no us switching to avenging wrath makes it better so like 
it was always going to end up this way. And we did try to tell them, hey, like, you know, this, this is going to end up being the thing. And that's what they were trying to avoid. You know, they want people to be able to change it up. They don't really want a meta. And here we are. So... Now, and I forgot a very important point here with okay. expurgation. Okay. There's something special about it is that it double dips on crit. Because you have to crit to get the ability, and it's guaranteed when you crit with Blade. And the actual dot itself can also crit. So it's one of the very few instances in the game where there's a trait or something that double dips on a resource mm. or a stat. I is forgot it... that that's not well known, but yeah, that's like that's one of the reasons we were like, eventually, it's just going to take over. Isn't expurgation in a way? Isn't this a talent from Legion? They just made there was a there was a chest with expurgation in the name, but it was entirely different than this talent. Oh, I meant but like you might those... be thinking of Blade of Wrath though, like yes. from early mm -hmm. early Legion, where it was a dot. Yep, they because they removed it because it was too good. <laughs> it was proking. It was people got mad when. Range were losing out on their swarming plague hives and rats were getting it and other. Oh, names. yeah, because it, well, because it also, those are funny things. Enhancement gets those too, where melee abilities are technically classified as spells. So we get some weird spell trinkets come out of nowhere that also, yeah. But because you lost Blade of Wrath, they removed it and they just gave you the, what you currently have, like the new, you had like the crit damage modifier Blade of Justice one. But now, yeah. now you, they put those two together. So crits give you a dot. The dot was an old talent. Then the dot can also crit. Because it ticks three times. Right? I assume, Yeah, it ticks three times. Pretty good. Uh, it has a set duration now, however it takes over. And those ticks are... It does. It is affected by haste, too, so... Oh, right. Oh, so you can get par you can get a partial tick. Really? Because it, it's every two seconds over six, that's three ticks. But that means if, if it scales with haste as well as, a dot, as dots would, you would get a partial... Or the roll partial into the next because, huh, that seems pretty good. It's just an example of how stuff like this just kind of falls through the cracks sometimes at Blizzard because I, you know, Happens. usually things don't work like this. Well, we tried to tell them <laughs> that this is going to happen. I hand to my heart going into Warlords. The enhancement shaman community was telling Blizzard as many times as we could that hey, Fire Nova is going to scale out of control. And pigeonhole the entire spec. And hey, Fire Nova is really good. You know, Fire Nova, that multiplicative AoE scaling before, like, we have now the Unholy version, which is like quadratic scaling, it's pretty good. Oh, Ilio does Fire Nova on, on Cho'Gall and it breaks the game. <laughs> oh, let's nerf that. Like, we told you it was going to happen. So they have to see it. I think a lot of the times Blizzard has to try out what they want to do, see it happen, and then adjust. So. Or they but, know about it, and it's, like, so far down their list of things that mm, they need to worry about because they true. just don't agree that it's going to be an issue like you think it is, it's going to be. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm also just going to add a small disclaimer that it's possible they might have removed the haste scaling on expurgation. They've changed it a lot, and I don't remember if they removed it or not now because there's a few things that had extra scaling that they actually fixed. I don't remember if expurgation was fixed or not, to be honest. I'd have to test it again. Mm. Well... Chat, if you have any questions for Skeletor or Rin, I'm going to let you have a moment to coagulate those thoughts in your brain. My guests can step away for a moment because I am going to ch chat with you 
and update some things sort of as the mid-show commercial break. If you haven't been here before is what this happens. You know, it's not even mid-show right now. We're at like an hour 20-ish. So we're, we're a little far into the show here, but still on pace. However, if you didn't hear at the beginning of the show, of course, I had to give a big shout out to my patrons that are supporting the show, the stream, and everything in between directly. There's more of the show that is audio only, the BTS podcast, where we sort of break things down after the show ends to sort of wind down off script. So thank you to those that are supporting what I do here directly. And if you would like to do so as well, links are where links usually are. But if you want to do something in a physical sense and haven't heard about this or been living under a rock for a while or been, been playing classic, which makes sense. I, I've been working with artists for a long time, making apparel and other designs and things. And additionally, we have a new Fabelina design that just came out just before I left to go to the race to world first for World of Warcraft Classic. It was the Little Queen. It's another Fabelina design of a little super adorable Ajara. This is the seventh in her design line, but you can fully customize the style of shirt, both in the actual categories here at the top, and then, of course, the style of shirt, color orienting, and all the different sizes therein. And this supports what I do here and allows me to keep working with artists to keep curating these. But there is Little Anduin, Pupper Greymane, Illidan, Arthas, and Cindy. We had the uh, the Battle Azerite Days shirt, which was also Fabulina, but in a more serious style. Her original shirt, of course, the Little Ragnaros. But they go on and on and on. We have Jaina and Kindy, Eridar twins, Sylvanas. And there, of course, are more there you can check out on the Design by Humans store if you want to do a physical way to support the show. And patrons, of course, if you're out there listening right now, you are getting, if you have been at the apparel tier, you will, of course, get your little Ajar, your queen shirt in whatever style you would like. And you'll be getting that, and you can choose any other design that you may not have and fully customize it on whatever you want. The apparel tier normally is just a shirt of some description, but if you want to get a sweatshirt or a hoodie or some other style, tank top, racerback, whatever have you, if you've been at that tier for as long as it requires, it takes three months, you'll be getting two. The Little Queen and whatever one you would like fully customized. We're a little behind on all this stuff right now due to DBH things, due to I was on two trips. Naturally, of course, takes some time to get all this stuff coagulated. It hasn't been lost. You will still get your things. Just take some time. So just let you know. But if you miss any of the shows or want to catch up on any of the side content that I do put out, say, for example, when I go to these events and I sit down with, with Mike to talk about these events, then you can check out the YouTube channel where everything is put together and archived. All the past shows are archived up here. The new Baylights series I have, which is highlights for the live show. I'm still behind, actually. My guild did get Queen's Court down over a week ago, but I don't have that kill video online. Of course, the World First interviews are here. And the Just Bands stuff with, with Mike and I. We have a couple of those, but everything is... Oh, that's a teaser. There's another Baylight coming out soon. But those are all kept up to date to some degree, of course. Again, you can go back to the previous Race to World First. I, when I did the World First, World Second interview, I did Method and Limit, for example. These are all on the show's YouTube channel. So it's not lost. And if you want to listen to the show in audio only as a podcast, you can do so on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio, on Google Play Music, 
or you can just plug in the actual RSS feed from my website, just finalboss.tv. If you need to get the actual RSS feed for your applet or whatever, you hit me up on Twitter. I'll let you know what you need to know uh, for that specifically if you want, because that goes all the way back to like the 40s or 50s in the audio only version. If you want to go way back in time, I didn't start doing the audio only stuff uh, originally. I think it picked up in Warlords because the show started in Mop. But those are all there. Nothing's ever lost. It's on there. And if you want to go back and check it out, then those are where things are. But if you have questions, now is the time. Rin, Skeletor, you good? Question time? Yep. Question time. I'm good. I had to turn off the AC because it's loud. So I have some rapid fire Q&A questions, but let's go over here and see. Well, I mean, so Mia asked a question, so I suppose we'll bring his up first. Not because he has priorities, because of the first one I read. If you were designing Retribution, I suppose we'll go into another expansion. Are, what are your three changes that you would put as priority or you would prioritize? That's a little bit of a brain, brain teaser right there. I don't know who wants, who has three top things. Like, I'll start. My three top things, PvE armor on mobs shouldn't exist because it's just obfuscating information because all physical damage is just wrong in the game. Uh, raid buffs, poo-poo, get them out of there. And Titan Forging and War Forging, gone. There we go. Yeah, as, as far as that goes, the three things that I would change is I would uh, make one of our talent rows, one of our utility rows, I would change it into a movement modifier row. Right now, our only way to increase movement is to get a second charge of Divine Steed, where it'd be nicer if we had some uh, other things brought back, such as uh, Long Arm of the Law was popular, Pursuit of Justice was popular. Ah. Burst of Light was also popular. Ah. A row like that back as a supplemental mobility role in, instead of two that we have now. I think we could easily break away from that. The second thing I would change is I would I would scrap Shield of Vengeance in its entirety, and I would want to get uh, Divine Protection back because it was a much better defensive cooldown. It's not even a defensive cooldown now. It's a, it's a DPS cooldown in its current form, Shield of Vengeance. That's something we could rant about forever. I would... I would axe that, and I would reevaluate talents that we use that cost holy power. Should they cost holy power, or should they be modified to not cost holy power so they actually add more to the gameplay instead of replacing another button? You specifically in that regard, you're bringing up things. Uh, Execution like, sentence. Yeah, is the main one. Yeah, even Justicar's vengeance potentially. That should be scrapped entirely. <laughs> Yo. Getting a good Hodge and a five-point Justicar's Vengeance when you're low on health and PvP can be actual pop, but then again, it should be a PvP talent then, shouldn't it? Hmm. Stuff like that. <laughs> okay. Those all seem pretty good. I like that. Rin, what are your top three priorities? Um. Oh, no. I just had a couple, and then I had to agree so much. Um, if we're going to be a burst class, uh, do we need everything on the global? Because I'm really not down for 13 global cooldown openers before I start to do damage. It's just oh. not fun. Oh. Does Inquisition really need to be on the global? Does Wings really need to be on the global? Like, if you're going to make us a burst class, why do I have to spend the first 15 seconds of the fight preparing to burst? It's just not fun. 
Um, I was also going to say Shield of Vengeance. Like, I'm really not a fan of the fact that, like, I have to go stand in bed to do more damage. I mean, personally, I'm pretty bad at it because I, I don't know. I'm always afraid I'm going to die, mm -hmm. so I save it. But it's just, like, it's not great design. Um, you know, you shouldn't stand in bad mechanics to do damage. Um, and then I had one. I want to give you, it's funny that both Ret Paladins bring up Shield of Vengeance, which is the, obviously a defensive that absorbs damage, but then if you absorb the whole thing appropriately, it deals damage back. And the same problem that DKs, in this regard at least, Unholy and Frost have had for many, many expansions with Anti-Magic Shell and doing the exact same thing. And even monks with, uh, what is it, Expel Harm? Monks it's, have it the worst. We're not alone. I'll give yeah, them that. Yeah. yeah. So it's... It's just it's, bad design. <laughs> I think the, that's what the, Those are fun. Me. Well, those are fun. In PvP, when I see a Red Pally Pop shield, I'm like, okay, I have to either, like, kite, let it blow up when I'm not near him, or uh, it can be... I don't think it can be dispelled, so I can't just purge it off. So there's like a time frame there. Or I have to make sure that I like leave a soul fragment. So when it pops into my face for like a chunk of my health, but I get my soul fragment back to heal it in like a dual situation. So it's fine in that sense because like the whole like defensive for damage works against players. It has a moment to moment, but in raids and in dungeons and PVE content, it does have that icky connotation again with expel harm and AMS. It's almost like those mechanics don't work <laughs> very well, or the players that play with them don't like how they work. Yeah, it's a lesson they have to keep learning for some reason. Yeah. Um, I remember my third is like, why, why can't we have sack back? Like, why, why take the utility things from us and give it to holy only? Mm. You know, so having some of that back would be nice. Holy um, wants uh, rebuke back too. They can sure go ahead. I, like <laughs> I, mean, I, I that, think that's a PvP problem. They lost it because of PvP and PVE. Mm. It's okay. Make yeah. higher cooldown against players. I don't care. Like I don't making changes because they decide. Oh, we want every class to have their own thing, or whatever, or we only want healers to have like these type of things. And just doing that instead of considering, does this actually make an, an impact on anything? Like, I, I don't feel like Blessing of, I, like, I don't feel like Sack made enough of a difference in raid comp for it to be taken from us. So stuff like that. I'm sure there's more examples if I was thinking about it, but yeah. Don't punish us because you, like, that's their, their idea of how this expansion is going to be when it doesn't make sense. Don't make changes because you want to, I guess. They pruned, and I'll use that word because it was a pruning. They pruned a lot of defensive abilities from certain specs because of overall layering of things and only kept very specific ones. Like, obviously, warriors still have shout and demon hunters still have darkness. But, exactly. But then those are huge rag utilities. And so, 
rant, and this came up a few times in chat, so I'm kind of going off of what Northern is saying in chat as well about like Holy has Beacon of Light as a mechanic that's unique to all paladins as a whole. Should like all three paladins, you already have hands though, and my take on it, you already have hands, you already have blessings. But the caveat is that should there have a, a thing that unifies all three paladins to have like their own beacon style ability, uh, the example given was Prot giving a damage redistributor or Rhett giving a damage amplifier. But then you guys had Blessing of Might and I called that months before it happened. I was like, this is not going to work. So it didn't work and they mm -hmm. removed it. Because either it's so impactful that you want more than one Rhett Paladin. Or it's useless. <laughs> so impactful, you wanted three arms workers because they double dipped off the bonus. They did. Execute with Blessing of Might was very good. Who'd have thunk? Hmm. <laughs> but do you think there's something that could connect all the paladins? Do you think it's just like the blessing in the hands kind of a thing? And again, you guys well, just both want Sackman. One thing that Ion, he, he, or Ian, has mentioned multiple times is that they wanted to bring utility back to the class from the spec, but it just hasn't happened. Oh. Like, so we were expecting maybe we'll see some more things shared across for BFA, but then they, they never, there is never a shared utility that we had. Like, we have, like, the leftovers. Like, we share things. Like, we share, like, Hand of Freedom or Blessing of Freedom, whatever it's called. We, we have Blessing of Protection, but the, their usefulness is kind of low. Ooh, bring back the talent that let us have two of them. Clemency. That was good and, like, honestly, pretty useful on a lot of fights. Oh, and you could have two sacks, two bops, two mm -hmm. hoffs. Yeah. Yeah, that was neat. That's because I feel like the, at least as a melee player, looking at my Retribution Paladin brothers and sisters in, in melee combat, even the fist bumps. Their moment to moment was always like it was the spot heal and it was the spot blessings. It was never like raid oriented. So you don't need like a Devo aura or an aura master or something like that. I don't think. I think it was just that it was the moment to moment like gameplay, very single target focused additions to help with like that utility kit. Yeah, the utility, it's very specific and you might need to use it. But the fights you use on a raid tier are bosses that are already they can be considered easy already. So even though you're helpful there, you're not needed for that, and that takes up your your utility tax for that tier is on the easier fight. Yeah. So it's like, why did you take tools like clemency and sack from us? It makes even less sense. It's like it wasn't really game breaking. It wasn't making people bring more rep paladins, and changes like that are frustrating. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that goes back to your question, Birthday Boy, because Koi sort of asked a, symbol, a similar question to that, so I was combining them together. But uh, just because it's, it's birthday time, for a meme question, consecration, keep it or eat it? It's I fine. Think it be <laughs> it's you fine eat to it? eat it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't like it. Oh. I remember... I remember I was, somebody was very hard championing, championing for consecration, and I was like, that's the dumbest idea. Um, I mean, I don't particularly like it, but I think it's one of those things where it's like, I'd be happier if it wasn't there, but out of self-preservation, mm. I ignore it. 
I would say that if Wake was baseline, I would say leave it because Wake is also mm-hmm. there and needs to get yeeted. Oh, okay. Now, yeah. where where is the upgraded consecration animation? It was in and now it's gone because I guess it wasn't working on the Z-axis properly. But can we get that back in? Because that looked real good. I think that was just meant for the first encounter and, and for the ads because they use that consecration animation mm-hmm. in the first encounter in Bob. Yeah. And I think they might have hit a switch accidentally. Well, that sucks because the consecration, like the, the yellow pea cloud on the ground, come on. It's been uh, the game since. It. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I have some canned questions. Which artifact skin for the Ashbringer is the true skin to use it or you're a pleb? Rin, what is Corrupted yours? Remembrance. Oh, well, okay. Uh, Skeletor has the his. Or the log out of um, so, <sighs> Megagon. I'm so sorry. I even have a t-shirt with uh, Ashburner on it that I barely wear. What what color do you use? You use the purple one, right? Uh, no. I'm using the yellow one right now because my armor's all gold, so. Yeah. You have all, have all four colors of the Corrupted Remembrance, right? Yeah, I do. Okay. All right, all right, all right, good. That's a good one. It's definitely a good one. Now, because this this brings me to the, the follow up question in chat and YouTube comments, you can uh, vote on this as well. Which Ashbringer is your favorite? Because the question I'm going to then propose as a follow up here is we're looking at transmogs here, and we're gonna let Rins first because she definitely embodies the uh, um. What? I didn't know I was gonna be put on the spot like this, but that's my translog. <laughs> It's because the weapon is a log. That is, yes. uh, Translog to log. Two Gs. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, chat and YouTube, uh, what's the better looking paladin? Rin or Skeletor? This is unfair. I didn't know that this was going to happen. I don't have have these shoulders transmogged right now, so it kind of breaks it. Well, you have the the awesome Zakul eyeball shoulder pads, though. But yeah, I have your your picture of you, of course, has the other set. But I mean, just saying, yeah, like, same. like uh, first off, just like big plate boy, Zandalari troll paladin, or um, I mean, huge boots, scale mail armored dinosaur head with a log. Sorry, your your trans log. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, just, you know, just... Oh, I <laughs> look over at the... Chew immediately says that Rin has the ideal transmog. Give me memes or give me death. Yeah, usually I go for the nice, beautiful, matching transmog, but I, I got that weapon and it really just spoke to me, so... Okay, well, a fellow Zandalari troll, even though just because it's birthday boy time, I'm going to bring up Koi's transmog. If you guys can, you can click on it in chat. I want to ask a quick question, though. Does the helmet actually mount properly in game? Because on the armory, you can't see anything. I, what is this? It's like, it's too far down. It's all... <laughs> I don't know oh. if it's proper in game. I imagine it's probably the same. I've never zoomed it up before, though. The bone armor is cool. I'll give yeah, you that. Yeah, the bone armor. 
Bone Armor is cool, though, but uh, it's a full set out of 10, as they would say. Full set out of 10? Yep, if you entered a competition, you'd be disqualified, because oh, yes. you just blocked the set. Very true. Very true. Yeah, you have to have a combination. Even though, I don't know, does it... Does your transmog fall into the transmog competition rules or okay? Mine? No. No. You have two Mine's many... mostly a set. Yeah, you have like four pieces of the TOV set, I think. One, two, yeah. three, four, yeah, five, maybe. So I guess I, I guess Rin wins the transmog competition because she's wearing garbage. And because I just set the rules, apparently. Oh, okay. Well, <clears throat> there you go. So if I see a whole bunch of retribution paladins running around with giant big stick energy soon, then it's your fault. If that's my legacy, I guess I'll have to live with it. <laughs> oh no, De Mia says I'm making my trans log now. Uh, log bringer. <clears throat> I would use that Ashbringer skin if it was a thing. Oh, I want to make sure it, I, I may have scrolled down too far just to, to complete this this section. So, Skeletor's been playing for a very long time. Actually, is he a Scarab Lord? High five. It's not from Vanilla. It's from Wrath when the new servers came out. and You could do the event on Wrath servers. So. I mean, good thing that you clarified, but still. Alright. But I was on to compare and contrast even a Wrath Scarab Lord to Trash Master. That is this really summarizes my aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> just just to complete the competition. Pleb Scarab Lord. Oh. <laughs> so when you're using judgment with the translog, are you dropping logs on people then? Oh. I don't know. There's some kind of joke in there. I think I would use a log right now if they made Blade of Justice not a generic model, but actually your weapon model. If I just oh. watched a log come from the ground. <laughs> No, it's making your stop it. She's too happy about that. That, that <laughs> yeah, because it's the same animation every single time. It's a cool animation, but it doesn't look like your weapon. Yeah. So this one came in, of course. This is a high tier question for Retribution Paladins. And I want you to think about this real quick before you answer, because this is very important. What brand of grease do you use for your wheels? That's one I didn't get. Do you not get what? This it's the wheelchair joke. All right. Our wheelchair is actually broken. So. Between us, oh, I come met on. somebody in real life, and then they messaged me later and said, I thought you were in a wheelchair. Oh, no. Well, see, that, that's the problem with this joke. Yeah. It's the problem with this joke. But it's, it's part of the Rhett community. Yeah, I don't know. I have a guy that takes care of it. Oh, you don't know what kind of grease he puts on it, though? No. Oh, okay. And Skeletor's chair is broken, so there you go. Now... Well, he doesn't have to leave his basement, so it's fine. <sighs> Ouch. I like my basement. Do you That's hope a compliment. Is it? Oh, it's a compliment. Okay. How about, do you hope something like the Reckoning Bomb nonsense returns in some way? Or did you ever actually experience such a thing? with a broken part of the game over the years. The thing with Rhett and, and 
aside from Rec Bomb, which lasted for a while, if something becomes broken, it's either broken for less than a day and it's fixed, or it lasts one week and then it's fixed. All the right. specs unaffected. So if you if you survive past the one week mark, it means it's gonna stay. But if if it hasn't been a week yet and something seems broken, it could get changed. Okay. I know that came up. Uh, Bellular is doing a, a retrospective on all the different patch cycles of the whole game, and he's on the patch that the world bosses were added, and he has the old, old, old footage from the wreck bomb paladin on on Doomlord Kazak walking up to him and hitting him twice and he just dies. And back in the day, you couldn't hotfix that. You had to take the servers down to fix it to patch the game and bring them back up again. So something of that nature that has lasted for 15 years in the Paladin community to this day changed the game in a way that they had to take the game down globally to fix this bug. So it's a pretty strong bug. <laughs> well, mechanic. <laughs> Clever use of. We got... All kinds of weird one-shot bugs that happened throughout, like Lich King is, or not Lich, so through Kata as well. There is multiple times where Kata, where I don't know what broke, oh, something really? would break though. You oh, would really? see it. You would see all the rats in battlegrounds one-shotting people. Kata was weird times, and then obviously the start of Lich King when you had Seal of Blood, Rip Seal of Blood, where you could one-shot somebody but also kill yourself at the same time. Mm -hmm. I thought that that was just how the game worked because I had just started playing. I was like, oh, this is this is a thing that they they meant for this to happen. This is the mechanic. The stuff like that. <laughs> Do you guys miss seals? No. No. I'm not I don't really care. As somebody who has to deal with like the math and how things interact with other things, like no. It, it's it's a button that you press it just sits there and does it nothing that and other things. Yeah, all it does is it can affect other decisions. And I, I, I'm i not a fan of just things that exist for the sake of existing. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm a cold robot and I don't, I don't care about stuff like that because I know that people love seals and I just, I don't understand it. Gotcha. Yeah. How about, like, I love Seal of Blood. Nothing else matters outside of that, though. Oh, yeah. I'm about to say, is there a certain seal that you have at least memories of in Seal of Blood? I think if you're playing Classic right now, then you're going to really enjoy the potential of Seal of Command. That is a fun one. Judge, you judge, uh, not Righteousness, but Sank? You judge Sank? And you have Sank Aura from a not you, from a different Paladin. And then you put up Command and hope to turn someone into goo. Not as powerful as Wind Fury, but, you know, like, it's similar. It's similar. And then, this is a weird one. This kind of came up as a conversation in my Discord. But do you still feel that you're under that utility tax as a hybrid DPS healer sometimes? I, I guess, do. I guess. Yeah? Even though our utility we have, and it's not great, I feel like there's some level of impact, or not like a huge impact, but I I think in like the impact is there. Like even for like not group utility, but for self utility, like for shield of vengeance, there's definitely a shield of vengeance tax on our output because we're we're oh, partially yeah. balanced ability. Yeah, there's like residual stuff like that. I feel like, but 
I, I don't know. That would imply that our utility is like useful <laughs> or like meaningful in a way that they have to deter raids from bringing us. I don't know. I, there might be residual stuff. I didn't see that, but no, I don't. I don't think they really think about that anymore. Which you know, maybe they need to in order to fix stuff, but. Hmm. Those are the defining things that a couple of people were talking about it in chat about, like, seals, auras. We still have blessings. And blessing of kings, even though it's rather neutered, blessing of wisdom is still fo almost fought after. There's, like, a healer hierarchy that gets blessing of wisdom in raids and dungeons and things, I guess. But Yeah, whoever pays the most gold gets it. Oh, there you go. <clears throat> oh, wisdom is fine. Kings feel a little useless they, oh, they yeah. buffed oh. it but it didn't do anything like yeah. i just most people just end up putting it on themselves because i mean it doesn't matter now but before you you, you would put it on a tank but the tank would change specs to eat before and it would go away oh. and it was just too much of a hassle to rebuff yep well, i just started putting it on the healer because then i don't have to change targets at all <laughs> but the, the the joke about it is though it shouldn't only go on the tank it should go on your most death prone person to potentially maybe help them. I, I, I uh, mentioned that in my god, I think. It's the mark of shame if you put it on a DPS. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's a utility. You're supporting your team. Do you just know that, that that squishy hunter always dies? Give him your 900 HP shield. <laughs> it's, it's, isn't it Just weak? to prove a point. It's weaker than resounding protection, right? It's pretty low. I, yes, it is. It's a lot weaker than resounding you. protection. I think resounding protection is like three times as strong as kings or something. Mm -hmm. Kings is it's eighty percent of your spell power based on the database. Cool. That's what it looks like. But yeah, resounding protection is 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 pretty huge. So I always thought blessing of kings was pretty weak, and then I, wisdom has gotten has wisdom gotten nerfed. Twice, once, at least once. It it got changed where in eight point two you can't have multiple blessings on one person out of the same type. So right. before you could have like all your paladins put wisdom on a single person. Yep. Like in sail runs, we, we would do that. Like on Helia, we'd have we'd only bring two healers, but we would have five rets. So there'd be a rest under that five wisdoms and just spam. <laughs> yeah, that was that was those were the days for healers popping off just spend mana without even thinking about it but i think i i think that's going to change i think there's going to be if blizzard really wants to add back in more blessings you might see like blessing of might come back but it's basically just battle shout so you can have battle shout or blessing of might so you can bring an ap for the whole raid or you can again it feels worse and most of the time it just feels bad but you don't have them instead of feeling good when you do the other night, we had to make a raid swap on Zakul, and we our Brewmaster Monk's internet went out because of the storm. And we had to swap in another tank, but then we didn't have the physical damage deal, so a healer had to swap out to bring back our Mistweaver to bring the stupid 5% damage. It's not good. Yeah. It's poop. And I guess to wrap this up, then, before we, uh, we close down here, uh, we kind of went over this again, but I suppose to pinpoint this... Uh, Koi was asking, what are we missing then? What would Rhett need to alleviate the community perception and make us a sought-after spec for both raids and Mythic Plus? And I suppose if there's one one thing if you think you could add, and it doesn't have to be something in the game, maybe, 
What would you change put our name? That, yeah, so I, I, I don't think we can change our perception, really. I don't think it's it hard easy. to change 15 years of community perception. So name change. Can we be Vengeance Paladins instead? Well, but Vengeance is in mm. a weird spot right now, too. Uh, there's Demon Hunters. They're stealing our names. They're oh. stealing Warlock Meta. They're stealing the Vengeance. Shh. That's true. The, the the vengeance is a paladin terminology before it became a demon hunter terminology. Yep, that's true. Yeah, it. Do, I don't think it matters how many like OP times we have as rep paladins. It's kind of not going to fix it. Like as soon as ICC was over, people forgot about rep paladins. I mean, granted, maybe it's not a great example because going to Cato was not ideal, but. Even was, when yeah. we're good, it's like, oh, well, rep paladins are dumb. They j just keyboard smash. So, like. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm sure healers out there really appreciate you. Well, one does. The one that spends the most gold. Or that rolls the highest or lowest or whatever you want to do. But I think that's a, that's about it. A couple of the questions that came up in chat, of course. But you can ask those questions either in Hammer of Wrath. Or, of course, as I wrap this up and hit this button that signifies the end of the show. Actually, you know what? I'm going to back that up because I want to do something. I'm looking at the time. False alarm. Rin, do you have any closing shout outs, any soapbox moments, or any uh, nuggets of knowledge you want to impart upon the RET community or Paladins at large? This is your moment. Oh god, that's so much pressure. Uh, I don't know, I'm... I'm a cold robot, so... I don't know. It, things are the way they are, so... I don't know if... I guess my wisdom is... Play Rhett because you like Rhett. Not because... It's flavor of the month. You're never gonna like it if you're doing that. That's my, if I could shout that to everyone who's interested in playing Rhett, like play it because you like it, not because it's overpowered or whatever. Hmm. I like it. And that's what trickles down. Everyone sort of sees a meta evolve and they think they have to play that yeah. meta. But then if they play the spec or class and re-roll to what, you know, Deep Shades is doing... And you're not as good as Deep Shades, then you're not going to have as much fun. But it could be a fun challenge, I suppose. That's up to you. I actually been the hankering to play a two-handed class again, either level my warrior or play my Retribution Paladin right now, is definitely getting there because of how locked and samey havoc and enhancement are starting to feel with uh, the essence changes. But Skeletor, how about you? Nuggets, shout out outs. Remarks, moratoriums, whatever you'd like. I think I, I might inspire Rin here, but I, I just do want to reiterate that sim yourself is valid advice. <laughs> and uh, as far as uh, wisdom, just as a note, we, we do highly recommend in the Discord that you do look at our Red FAQ channel. There's a lot of information there. And if you are using a resource that's not listed in the channel, definitely ask us why that is 
it's possible there's a resource we might have missed that's actually okay. Or if there's a resource not in there, it might not be in that channel for a reason. Okay. Did he inspire you, Red? Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess with, like, I, I don't know, I get mad at the, like, Sam yourself thing because, like, uh, wh what do you want me to tell you? You want me to guess and give you, like, a wrong answer? People do get frustrated about it, and it's just, like, I, I wish I could give you the cookie cutter because that makes my job a lot easier. I was getting the Discord link for Hammer of Wrath. That's the one I have for you guys, but it's not the vanity link. Yeah, just Hammer of Wrath for the vanity link. So it would be discord.gg forward slash Hammer of Wrath. Hammer of Wrath. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. On my How website, actually. Rolls? Oh, yeah. That's a, that is a question. There's a channel. If there aren't um, reactions loaded in, give it a minute. Ah, you have the automatic role selection channel thing that's interesting i've seen that in more and more discords now mm -hmm. it's a fun it, little uh, bot. it it doesn't always work oh <laughs> okay sometimes you go to the channel and the reactions aren't there oh so you can't get a or roll. only like two of them are there and there's supposed to be three but how would you know that if you just came in you know it's yeah i have opinions but opinions well, that's what we've talked about. Of course, we will wrap up more of this in the BTS After Show, but I'm hitting the button now. No false alarm. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the live Twitch side of the live show. Of course, we're watching on YouTube. Hello. And again, remember, the show goes up on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play Radio, and my website as audio only if you would like to partake in just listening to the show on whatever trip or adventure you are taking. But around the horn again... That was Rin or Rebdol. Didn't even call her that the entire time during the show. Didn't even bring up that one, that little nugget of where that name came from. But she's on Twitter at the name minus an L. Why don't we have one L? Yeah. Is What's the actual canon? Two L's or one? Two, I guess. It was literally just because Red Bull was taken on the first server I was on. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know. It was, that's all the story. But thank you very much for being on the show and for we talked earlier this year we met in person talked about the red show back at pax hung out a bit and he's probably it's like seven months later but it happened but it happened so thank you for your time today yeah <laughs> that, that that's that's fair skeletor it's has, been a busy oh, year it has been it definitely has been and then there's skeletor of course also on twitter lord skeletor esquire fancy is that yeah uh, once once the skeletor is taken i have to start adding titles and things to make the name work so well you got it in game have you tried have you reserves uh actually you don't your paladin isn't named that i just remembered it's uh it's an illavath illavath yeah can't get skeletor in wow right sorry take impossible, <laughs> impossible. I, even, I even tried on the name reserve on classic didn't get it oh on multiple servers or just the one you wanted to play on? Just the one I was on, because I didn't want to risk trying to chain servers. Gotcha. Well, go check out the Ret Paladin resource XYZ. And of course, go check out the the Retribution Paladin write-up on Wowhead. 
for all their resources from the two guests today. Thank you both for joining me. The upcoming shows, we're back. We've done a full sweep of one, one block of 12, finally. And it's going to be weird because I don't know if there's enough Sundays left in the year due to all the events I've been on and trips I've taken to actually go through a whole nother route. But we'll see because beta might start like early next year. I don't know. But Warlocks, Mages, Hunters, and Rogues are up next round. Duh! So we're going to do one Rogue, one Mage, one a Warlock, one Hunter again to sort of catch up a little bit of what the previous Rogues are doing. And then, of course, what the Rogues uh, and Hunters and Mages and Warlocks are doing now. So if you have any questions, you can join my Discord server to add questions every week. I usually ping a day or two before the show comes up in the general chat. Subs get more channels, but anyone can join the Discord. Or if you have any guest suggestions in Discord or on Twitter at finalboss.tv. Finalboss.tv.tv is the website. If you have suggestions, questions, etc. But go follow the two guests if you have questions for them. And then or ask them in Discord. But Thank you all very much for watching. I'll have you more details on guests, upcoming shows on Twitter very soon. But until then, everybody. Then <laughs> you have to wave because Skeletor can't wave because he has no face. Wave with the nice people. Red, help, help. Yeah, he did it. We got there. <laughs>